You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 31 as it's the All-Star break. Well, at least it is for the New York Rangers. There's still some teams playing as of Wednesday night, the last night of games, before the All-Star uh, festivities kick off on Friday. But uh, the Rangers have been off since last week, and you have to imagine they're enjoying a little fun in the sun. Hey, everybody, Andy here, not enjoying some fun in the sun, just uh, trying to enjoy a slowly dropping frigid New York City temperatures. Uh, this weekend in particular is supposed to be extremely chilly, but you know what? We had a relatively warm uh, January, which obviously the ramifications of global warming, not so great, but uh, at least it was not brutal outside. So maybe, you know, you, you try not to think about it, but uh, yeah, getting chilly here, but uh, most NHLers are headed for, or at least the superstars are headed for warmer weather for the all-star game. The New York Rangers will be well represented with three skaters, uh, Shesterkin, uh, Adam Fox, and Artemi Panarin. Excuse me, I don't know why it took me so long to think of those three. Uh, yeah, like I said, well represented. Three Rangers going to the All-Star game. I can't remember the last time the Rangers had three players. Honestly, it might have it might have been in uh, 1994 when I believe Richter, Messier, Graves, and Leach all represent the Rangers of the All-Star Game. I mean, granted, it was hosted at Madison Square Garden, so that might have had something to do with it, but that'll be worth looking up. Unfortunately, I would Google it, but then there would be awkward silence. Uh, I suppose I could just kind of pause here and then look and then edit it out in the future, but I'm really lazy and I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to say that's it. So and if I'm if I'm wrong, uh, let me know, because I'm even having a trouble thinking of the last time two Rangers went, um, you know, I assume one year when Lundqvist went, like Mark Stahl went or something or, or, uh, Hank and McDonough at the same time, maybe potentially, I don't know if I'm right about that. Who knows? But, or Dave, hell, it probably was probably Girardi went. I would imagine it would be Girardi. And, and that one year he went to the all-star game, which was, uh, strange, but, uh, at the, this, I think this is before analytics had any sort of sway over uh public hockey discourse and he was just 
a, a blood, sweat, and tears, heart and soul throwback defensive defenseman. So just blocking shots with his face and just shoveling pucks out of his own end with no care about as long as it got away from the net. That's all he cared about. So, um, and that's, but that's no disrespect to G, you know, what a warrior. I love that guy. Everything he did for the Rangers, um, clearly his teammates appreciated it and loved him, but I digress. Um, so yeah, uh, not much in the way of Rangers news, obviously because of the inactivity this week, but Obviously, there's a lot of other interesting things to to talk about. I mean, the first off being the biggest news to happen this week, uh, Bo Horvat traded to the New York Islanders in exchange for Anthony Beauvillier, a top, I believe, t- 10 or 12 protected first round pick and Atu Ratu. Uh, and my knee jerk reaction to this is joy because are the New York Islanders a Bo Horvat away from winning anything? No, they're not. They might still, they'll probably still miss the playoffs. I mean, they might make it, I guess, in the last wildcard spot, but they could also spend, they basically just traded their best prospect period in a already barren prospect pool. Uh, Just to have another kick at the can because Lou is old and doesn't want to rebuild. So anything that has the Islanders keep spinning the wheel of mediocrity is great by my book because they do have some good pieces there in Barzell and Dobson and Sorokin, obviously. So, but as long as they keep that roster, the age of, uh, you know, the average age of 34, 35, they're not going to go very, very far. So. But who knows? Maybe Horvat is just what the doctor ordered. Barzell finally has a, uh, a a more talented player to play with. Although, at the same time, it's you have to ask yourself: Bo Horvat having the best year of his career, which might be an aberration based on you know a hot shooting percentage. If they end up extending him, which I believe is the plan, and you have to because I think Islander fans would be suicidal if they didn't. But if they do extend him, give him, you know, north of $8 million, $8.5 million for like six or seven years, probably for seven years, eight, like 8.5 for seven, honestly, seems like what it's going to be around. Uh, <laughs> you're locked in to, you know, it's just, it, it could go south pretty quickly. But again, as a Rangers fan, I like it because it's, it means they're not reloading for the future. The Rangers already have to contend with a very young, talented, and still coming Devils team. So don't want to deal with another team rebuilding and then all of a sudden coming in with a bunch of hot shot uh, young prospects and players. So that's good. As far as the Canucks are concerned, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say, but how many people were saying, I don't care that he's having a good season, you need to trade JT Miller. They didn't. They re-signed him, and now they've traded away their captain for a good, albeit eh, package. I mean, Beauvillier hasn't been anything, despite being a former first-round pick. You know, he hasn't exactly lit the world on fire. It's, they're clearly Islanders ready to move on from him. They always want a little bit more from him. Will the change of scenery, maybe a little bit more trust and ice time, help elevate his game? It might, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know how much. And then. Uh, Ratu is a very talented player. Obviously, he has to work on his skating, but he's got an excellent wrist shot. He's got a great, great hands and a, and a pretty deft scoring touch. 
So he definitely has potential to be a top six player, an effective one. Does he have first top line superstar first line potential? I don't know, but I could also see him becoming as good of a player as Bo Horvat, I guess. But that again, that's a coin flip, right? So, but then you have the pick in a very deep draft, which is nice. But again, top uh, 10 protected, I believe, or whatever it is. So if the Islanders finish, I don't know, 15th or something, that's not a bad pick. But, you know, uh, I believe a tweet came out from Kevin Weeks saying the Canucks didn't shop that pick. They just honed in on that one on the Islanders uh, package and just went for it. Which, I mean, you you don't know. You take that with a grain of salt. You don't know how true that is, but it could be very well. They just had put feelers out at various times, nothing really serious trade talks, and then that package came, and they just really thought long and hard about it and said, you know what, I don't want to play hardball. I don't know if uh, uh, Patrick Alvin's like, I don't want to play hardball with Lou, so just getting his good graces, especially after, I believe, a, a package between the two of them, apparently for Miller, fell through. Um, after someone in the Vancouver side leaked it. And I believe Lou drew, ripped the package, you know, ripped the trade off the table because that's the type of player, he, excuse me, player, that's the type of GM he is. So who knows? Maybe this was a, a sorry to say, hey, sorry, uh, just just you, just you and I, let's just do this deal, take them, whatever. But uh, yeah, it seems like the Canucks are finally rebuilding, which is good. But again, now you're stuck with JT Miller and you figure out what to do with that. And, and surprise, surprise, not having uh, as good a season as he did last year and the pouting things and the tantrums and all that. It's when your team is, when you're performing well and the team is middling, but you're having some good heroic performances and you're, you're fi- then you're fiery. But when your team's in a losing season, you're acting like this, then you're a uh, whiny crybaby. So. Uh, perception is reality, so he's got to be careful with that, and that hurts his value right now. So, uh, but seems like the Canucks are finally, well, I say finally, are uh, the rebuild continues that has gone on since uh, what Elaine Vigneault took them to the, uh, <laughs> you know, to the Western Conference Final all those years, or excuse me, the Cup Final against Boston all those years ago. So, uh, yeah, but. Um, yeah, I mean, as like I said, as far as a Rangers fan perspective, uh, anything that keeps the Islanders from gaining any traction, it's as they can keep spinning their wheels in the mud for all I care. Uh, so that's good. All right. Uh, other business. There's, again, kind of hard to think of things to talk about. I mean, I guess it's in tertiary Rangers related news. Um, it seems like a lot. There seems to be more and more smoke about Patrick Kane being need to be uh, being needed to shut his season down because he has a hip issue, he's going to need hip surgery, and he has to get the surgery sooner rather than later if he wants to be ready for free agency, uh, you know, next season. So might save the Rangers from themselves in that sense that he sh- won't be coming here. And, and unfortunately, well, I, I know as many people dreamed of him and Panarin uh, reuniting and, and rekindling that old spark they had, I just, even though he's on a bad team, I just Kane's numbers for the last few years have been trending in a not so great direction, although he obviously puts up points, but his defensive game is not that there was ever really much one, but his micro stats were always excellent. But uh, yeah, just not. And, and granted, it's, is it really fair to judge his performance uh, on a team as purposely terrible as the Blackhawks this year? No, he probably is just going through the motions. But, you know, it does make you question also are you you know the rangers how many times have they gone for the superstar when he's past his prime and you have to wonder 
uh, could that be a similar case here with Kane? But again, it seems like the situation might save the Rangers from themselves in this regard. So they might have to look elsewhere if they still want to um, go after a big fish to bolster uh, to bolster their right side. But that being said, there's a few ways they can approach this. I believe Vince Mercogliano and Larry Brooks have written multiple articles in the last few weeks about what potential routes the Rangers might take. Everyone's heard about Timo Meyer being out there, although the Devils are apparently very hot and heavy for him and probably willing to or, uh, offer the big package that uh, excuse me, San Jose would like to uh, put up for Meyer. So it seems like that's just a, a done deal that Timo Meyer will be a New Jersey Devil. But hey, you never know. But as far as Rangers-related smoke, you've heard all the, the names. Tarasenko, um, um, uh, you know, uh, Bar, excuse me, his name escapes me, but Bar, you know, Ivan Barbershev, who his brother was actually just drafted by the Rangers. Um, so that might be a little familial, a familial connection there, which might help entice the player to come to the Rangers. Although, again, it's a trade with a you know, GM's talking, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, I think the question is do the Rangers they keep accruing? cap space by keeping uh, one open roster spot on their allowed full uh, 23-man roster um, to accrue a sizable amount of cap space, at least by the time the deadline hits? And do they use said cap space to either A, go after a potent winger, like I had mentioned for the right side, or B, do they use it to do smaller plug-and-play pl- tweaks at other positions. We know t- our old buddy Tyler Mott is being made available by the Senators again. So it worked out there great last time. Maybe they revisit that, especially considering finding any chemistry for the fourth line has been tough. Although I will say, interestingly enough, Will Cooley, who was selected to the AHL All-Star game and was sent down to play some games, is not going to be attending. We just found this out today. So you, one has, but he uh, he did is playing in the game. The Hartford is literally playing right now. Zach Jones just scored a Highlight real goal, and Cooley scored the first goal early. He leads uh, Hartford in, goal, in all goal, goal scored. You have to wonder why. Does that mean another call-up's coming for Cooley, that they liked what they saw in his short two-game stint, and it wasn't just a, just a pat on the back like to show him, like, hey, good job, kid, that they want to keep an extended look? So that might be another spot on that line solidified. So between Lysician and uh, Barclay Goudreau, should he remain on the fourth line? And obviously, Julian Gauthier. There's, and now Will Cooley, there's a lot of names floating around, but it's clearly they haven't solidified it. But one could wonder if, uh, you know, some combination of Mott and Goudreau and Cooley, or uh, if they move Barclay Goudreau up in lieu of, you know, just getting another right winger or just move some spots around. Uh, it seems like who knows if Vitaly Kraftsoff is going to ever don the blue shirt again, which is another podcast in and of itself, which is a sad story, but uh, if he's part of a package, but yeah, bringing Tyler Mott back, who knows? He, he had a lot of success here and he brought the speed element that this team obviously really needed and helped them out. So a Gautier, Mott, uh, and especially if you put a, maybe a craftier, albeit slower player like Barkley Goodrow with those two to maybe center the fourth line that could do wonders, you know, or, but hell, or even Will Cooley just having, but Mott's a fast and crafty player and heart, you know, heart and soul guy. And everyone loves him. I'm sure the Rangers loved him last year and would be interested in a reunion, but 
who knows? Larry Brooks is throwing out names like Milan Lucic, which I don't understand at all. And Tanner Janot, just because of the sandpaper element, of course. Um, I'd like a Tanner Janot. He's a hard-nosed guy, but I think he's another guy whose game is a little bit overrated because of his rough and tumbleness. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Rangers decide to do or what strategy they take going into the trade deadline. Uh, James and I spoke about how unhappy Chris Drury looked watching the Rangers from the rafters uh, at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Is that what it's called? I think so. Or whatever. Yeah, let's let's just say it's called Scotiabank Arena. Maybe it isn't. But watching the Rangers from Toronto, uh, arms folded, just not liking the effort he saw as they they basically blew their lead and lost in overtime. And, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, there's a reality where the Rangers don't do anything. And I know that sounds crazy, but there's a reality where they just kind of have their little set prices and no one meets it. And they say, you know what? Nope, it's all right. We're just going to do what we're going to do. So, but the, I, I think they will at least make a minor trade. We'll, we'll see. Um, with the Harper extension, we, James and I spoke about our last podcast. Does that mean that the Rangers see the third line, uh, excuse me, the third D pairing as solidified? And I'm not quite so sure. Cause again, if they could get an upgrade in that spot, I still think they would. And they, you know, he's making, not a lot of money, close to league minimum, I believe. Um, but it's just having that security for a player like him, I think, is huge. And at the very least, for an injury, he's your seventh uh, defenseman. You could do a lot worse, probably. Although, you know, I think um, I don't think he's been as much of a revelation as, as the coaching staff seems to be. But whatever, big, calming, commanding presence, whatever plays physical, teammates love it. All that, that whole shtick, yada yada yada. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. I know I've had my fair share of uh, New Year's resolutions talking about how I'm going to eat better and work out more and go for more runs and hikes and go to the gym more, and that lasts all of a week and a half. I've actually found, though, that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. Uh, and in the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase because even the smallest things can be a part of that big change, as long as it's something you do every day or use every day, like my Raycon earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has got you covered. And yes, Raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. On top of that, they have functions such as earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect and comfortable fit, and many more. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. 
Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. I guess we could talk about Brad Marchand deciding to just go on a trolling rampage, but I don't know. That's I would almost like James here for that, just because that. And also, I assume there more trolling will take place throughout the All Star break, as all teams have a little bit more downtime. So we'll see if we'll 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 continue to monitor the Brad Marchand uh, Twitter troll uh, situation, whatever you want to call it. But oh yeah, the one thing I did want to talk about, probably maybe the last thing I talk about tonight is uh, here's a tweet from. Um, at Mark J Burns eighty eight on uh, Twitter. Mark um, is a uh, sports and business writer for the Morning uh, Consult. Um, so Mark writes: The NHL US TV national viewership is down twenty two percent this season. Per findings from at Austin Carp, uh, who I presume is another writer who covers sports. Uh, NHL regular season games to date have averaged 373,000 viewers on ESPN slash TNT. Second season of the league's seven-year pact with Disney and Turner. Uh, NHL averaged 478,000 viewers at this point last season. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. Numbers, viewership numbers for the NHL are down 22% this season. Uh, did they... S- I have a few questions about this as someone who has just kind of read this cold and hasn't done much research, uh, as you should all come to expect on this podcast. But, um, you know, after the initial intrigue of moving to TNT and NHP, uh, excuse me, ESPN, God, I got real bad mush mouth tonight. Uh, sorry. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, one, my, one of my first question is, are those numbers, for both streaming and cable or just cable, because obviously more people, more and more people are moving to streaming. Um, but I believe it was only cable in this number. Um, so not counting the Hulu ESPN plus games and all that stuff. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, I guess my initial thoughts are, is this a, just a situation about availability of viewing games or is it, literally the product. Um, I'm not quite so sure. The product does especially need an overhaul or at least need some tweaks. Um, former NHLer uh, and now, I guess, personality, um, uh, uh, former Maple Leaf Carlo Koliakovo. I'm sure everyone remembers him. Um, I assume he just hosts for like TSN or Sportsnet now or something. Ah, here, yes, uh, TSN co-host of TSN Sports Radio Show. So, former Toronto Maple Leaf, fourteen-year uh, NHL veteran. Basically, his uh, reaction to this was, "I hope this is a wake-up call for change in the NHL. Fans are losing interest." And he goes to bullet point some of his biggest grievances. No rivalries, lacking storylines, more buzz around talk of trades than actual trades, poor marketing of stars, 
too many math equations. I don't know what that means. Horrible playoff format, just to name a few things. Well, um, I will say this season, it seems like the the playoff picture has been pretty much locked up, especially in the year with Connor Bedard, and maybe not so great, where teams were, they're like, what's that? It's, uh, <laughs> you know, there's teams that, plenty of teams were tanking before the season even began. And you could see some teams that have given up fairly early. You have to imagine St. Louis Blues are going to pull the shoot. Uh, you have to assume pretty soon some of those middling teams in the uh, central division are just going to say, you know what, we're out of it. Maybe, who knows, the Preds are probably realizing they're probably not going to make it now. The Panthers soon, is what a disappointing season is for them. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's very strange, because literally, I think the only teams that are fighting for a realistic chance of making it is the Flames, who are currently sitting outside of a playoff spot um, in the West. Uh, they have 57 points, which t- actually ties them with the Colorado Avalanche, who are in the last wildcard spot although Colorado has two games in hand. Uh, crazy to say that, but again, they had a ton of injuries, and who knows? Watch them just flip the switch and just literally just quickly jump up to uh, win their division. Well, they won't win because Dallas is 66 points, but um, they could, you know, I think, believe the Wild are in third, and they have uh, 58, one more point in the same amount of games played. So very possible. But yeah, and obviously the Islanders and the Buffalo Sabres at 55, 56 points. Outside looking in with the Penguin Penguins in the last wildcard spot with uh, 57 points and 49 games played. You know, honestly, Buffalo is playing right now, but I believe they're losing is uh, only one point back. So it is possible. But Pittsburgh was basically on a bad slump heading into the all star break. They needed that reset in the worst way. And Buffalo, despite they're up and down, scoring heroics and looking a lot stronger, still having trouble winning games or at least keeping the puck out of their net. You know what? Let's check it. With Buffalo Sabres, let's, I believe Alex Tuck, who I've been fantasy, scored a goal. Uh, 3-1, end of the second, Carolina up 3-1. Carolina, absolute wagon this year. Uh, one of the Stanley Cup, if not, probably a st- maybe the Stanley Cup favorite. Although, I guess people are saying the Bruins, but honestly, uh, it's, you know, one of those, I believe Carolina or the Bruins are going to be the team coming out of the East. And yes, I know this is a New York Rangers podcast and you got to believe, but I'm just being smart. If you ask me to put money on it, that's what I would put money. on. So, but hey, stranger things have happened. Um, but yeah, so like I said, that has to play a factor is that literally these playoff spots have been wrapped up and pretty much decided since uh, Thanksgiving. It's yeah, there's all this talk about, and I'm guilty of it too, about, oh, the parody in this league, the parody in this league. That's great, but it's just, I don't know if it's the playoff format or just tanking odds or, or, you know, or just the chances are too great. But uh, I also think a lot of it has to do with teams just like the Islanders and, or like, uh, you know, stubborn teams like Vancouver or the Flyers who just for years they could have just said, all right, we're going to start rebuilding now. We're going to trade these guys literally just hanging on around too long because they're so afraid of missing playoff revenue, missing a spot. And then but they they few uh, in a futile show display, they just keep throwing good assets or future assets at the wall to try to get some immediate help. It blows up in their face. And then instead of 
in a, a three or four year span, they could have rebuilt and been starting to go up the other way and, and working towards being a competitive team again. They just now have wasted four years without, now they have nothing to show for it. Their pain's going to last even longer as they then try to rebuild and they have no playoff run. So who knows if that has to do, like, you know, I think more teams rising and falling quicker is good for the product. Yes, it takes time, obviously, because you have to be smart. But at the same time, I think a lot of these problems are some of these GMs. I feel like other sports, especially in like, I don't know, football or, 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 or the NBA teams are like, oh, we lost this guy. We lost one superstar. That's it. Let's blow it up. Let's, we got to go the other way. So, uh, but yeah, I know it's with the NHL, it's the, you know, once you're in, it's uh, house money and anything can happen and all that, yada, yada, yada. But one would has to wonder, is that one of the biggest contributing factors to why these numbers are trending down? And I'm not so sure. If you have a an idea, please tweet us at Broadway Boys Pot, and we would love to hear what your opinion is on that. I would love to hear James' opinion. Um, I should have forgot to mention he is indisposed with some family business tonight. He is, after all, a family man, has a little one at home. Uh, it was his birthday, actually, uh, last week. Uh, or, yeah, the on Friday was his birthday, so we didn't get to wish him officially a happy birthday on the podcast, so I'm going to do that right now. Happy belated birthday, James. And no, I actually did wish him a birthday on his birthday, but I'm doing it officially on the pod. So from uh, half of the one half of the Broadway Boys podcast, James, happy belated birthday. I think that's going to do it for me because I'm having a hard time racking my brain about what else to talk about. Um, it'll be interesting to see what events the Igor and Fox and Panarin take place in this Friday at the NHL skills competition. We've already heard that uh, I believe Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby are going to team up for the pitch and puck or whatever the, the golf challenge because it's being Nova Scotia boys. Uh, apparently Ovechkin and Crosby are teaming up for the, uh, uh, the all-star breakaway challenge. So that'll be interesting to see how that works. Uh, Bo Horvat, despite being trained to the Islanders, is still going to play for the Pacific Division, but he is going to be wearing an Islanders jersey. Uh, okay, sure. Well, you know, I understand it's a, it's weird, but instead of you would have thought they'd say, okay, well, I guess he's just going to, you know, whatever. We can't add the teams were locked in, so they're just send someone else from the Pacific and say, sorry, Bo, you got traded, you can't go. But I guess they're going to say this might be his. A part of me would think you would just put him in like a a regular crested NHL jersey and it would be his last time representing the Canucks as a way to say thank you as their former captain. But I don't know. They're just going to say he's going to play for the Pacific Division, but the Islanders are going to have a player of the Pacific and a player in the Metro. So uh, I believe Pedersen's going too. Is he? Is he? Is Elias NHL? Sorry. Great podcasting, right? NHL All-Star game. Uh, roster Elias Pettersson yada 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 uh, great yep Elias Pettersson will be there so at least uh, Vancouver does not lose out on um, a representative but yeah he's going to be Bo Horvat will be wearing an Islanders jersey but still playing for the, uh, the whatever the Pacific team so that's happening 
Uh, so yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. It will this be like every other year? Will they capture some lightning in a bottle? Obviously, the the location is very cool. Although, as was Vegas, but they still found a way to the the fountain thing for as nice as the fountain looked. It some of the things were just were like watching paint dry, listening to NHLers try to be insightful and funny. Uh, you know, <laughs> you'll have to wait. A long time, although, you know, there's some there should be some uh, some characters here. We know Panarin is a pretty goofy guy. I'm trying to look at this if these rosters and see if anyone. You know what? Let's just do that really quick. Who is it going? That's entertaining. Pasternak entertaining. Uh, Linus Olmark, I assume not. Tage Thompson, I assume not. Dylan Larkin, not really, although the D boss stuff when he was a kid was funny. Uh, Barkov, nice guy, not a chance. Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, obviously, if he lets his his little rat bit show out. Yeah, Nick Suzuki, hell no. Brady, probably not as interesting as Matthew. Kucherov can be, yeah. But, uh, you know, again, they, I think he's got to be a few cores lights deep after a playoff game for that to come out. Vasilevsky, eh, probably not. Mitch Marner is going to be wearing some crazy skates, apparently, that are white and funky colors. But, you know, at least him and Matthews will be together. There'll be some interesting i'm sure they can they're you know they can dunk on each other whatever svechkov no goudreau no jack hughes no bullet brock nelson hell no sorokin probably not adam fox uh love you foxy but no uh panarin absolutely igor eh, probably not kevin hayes eh, maybe you know he's a funny guy um it'll be interesting to see if they if if they invite some of the broadcasters like the tnt guys like biz nasty and um you know keith yandel who does coverage i think for uh, Sportsnet now, obviously Ovi, Sidney Crosby, hell no. Um, Seth Jones, no. Clayton Keller, no. McKinnon, no. McCarr, no. Ranton, no. Robertson, no. Kaprizov, yes. Saros, no. Tarasenko, no. Hellebuck, no. More Josh Morrissey, no idea. Troy Terry, no. Nazem Kadri, potentially. Leon Dreisaitl, no. Connor, hell no. Stuart Skinner, uh, I have no idea. Probably no. Kem Fiala, no. Uh, Carlson, yes. Interesting guy. Uh, Beniers. I don't know enough about him. Probably not. Uh, Bo Horvat, most likely not. Pedersen, same. Nope. Chandler Stevenson, nope. And Logan Thompson, uh, nope. So again, not a lot of, you know, I mean, obviously everyone talks about when they used to do the, <laughs> the, uh, the fantasy draft and everyone was drinking and Phil Kessel in the car and Ovi and it was all a good time. And because the players were clearly, you know, getting uh, just, uh, you know, having a, a couple of uh, uh, nightcaps and just, uh, yeah, it was obviously inhibiting some of the conversation and the chirps and all that. So that was a good time. But um, yeah, I will see if how interesting this event is, um, especially watching it with the knowledge that maybe numbers might be down right now. So we'll see what the NHL has up its sleeve. But again, I enjoy the spirit of the event. I just always think that the f- the spirit of the festivities always never the product never exceeds that or matches it. Obviously the John Scott year just for that human interest story was great. Uh, so yeah, but uh, it takes something like that in pr- true, like pro wrestling style when the fans, you know, finally let their voice be heard and, and fights back against the, the management machine of the you know the the evil corporate entity you know what i mean they want the pa- they show them they really will the power so and that's when that happens so but we'll, we shall see so i hope everyone 
Bundles up this weekend. It's going to be cold. Uh, turn your heat on. Pr- shut your eyes and pretend you are in sunny uh, South Beach, Florida for the NHL All-Star festivities, like I said, Bushmouth. And we will see you all on Monday with some recaps from the All-Star event. So stay warm, everybody. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.